Welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Our desire is to remain in God's presence, explore His passions, and supply tools that serve and inspire our city. And probably sounding it, you know, he sounded it funny. So it reminds me of myself. Sometimes that's what I do. I sound these words. I know it in my head, the meaning of it, but then I sound it funny with my accent and then with, you know, trying to say it too. So I'm praying that today I will sound it right. Okay? And, you know, you will understand what I'm trying to put across here. Yeah. You know, the society that we live in now, because of our culture and the aggressive nature of it. One thing that is not often talked about is meekness because the society is so self-centered. We just want it to be me and mine. And sometimes too, we want to show that you know we have something, like we want to show off Whether we have it right or don't have it, we still want to prove something, right? Prove it the way we want it to be. But Jesus said something. One of his sermons was this. And this is very important to him. And so he didn't begin saying things without explaining this, talking to these people. Paul also said the same thing about the fruit of the Spirit. He used the word to meekness. It's in there. You know, when you read the Sermon on the Mount, there are so many things that Jesus talked about. But there's one that he said, learn of me. Learn of me, for I am what? Meek and lowliness in spirit. So that tells you how important this is to Jesus. And if we are disciples of Jesus, then this has to be our mindset too. So this morning I want to speak on meekness, the mark of a disciple. Meekness, the mark of a disciple. One of the great generals of faith, Andrew Murray, you know, who was born in South Africa, but he was known all over the world, you know, in the 18th century. I think he wrote something here. Um, he was born uh, on, in 1828 to 19, he died in 1917. He wrote something here, and I want to read it. I'm quoting from him. He said, we had long known the Lord without realizing meekness and lowliness of heart should be the distinguishing future of the disciples. We have long known the Lord without realizing meekness and lowliness of heart should be the distinguishing future of the disciple 
So if we want to be a disciple of Christ, if we want to be like Christ, then there's one thing that has to be known that we have to pursue, that we have to seek after, and that is meekness. So what is it then? We all know what meekness is, but I'm just going to try to, you know, look at little the Greek explanation and then uh, the Hebrew, you know. Like I said, some of these Greek words and these Hebrew words, it's hard for me to sound it. So just like the guy said, you know, beatitudes, <laughs> I'm going to do my best to say it. Okay, all right. So um, the Greek, the Hebrew word is anava, N-A-N-A-V-A-H. So anava or anava, whichever way, <laughs> you know, yeah, means to abase oneself. To humble oneself. So you see, he's using the word humble, which goes hand in hand. But Jesus, when he was teaching them, did not use the word humble. He used the word meekness. That is why I am, you know, dwelling on weakness. But you realize that, you know, humble go hand in hand in the same uh Okay. And then uh, the Greek... Prowls means humble. Yeah. So let's look at this. What, what does it, you know, really mean? In the Greek, it's a forbearing, patient, and slow to respond in anger. One who remains in control of oneself in the face of insults or injuries. That's the Greek explanation of it, you know. A strong will person submitting their will to Christ. That is it. So when we look at this, I'm going to read some scriptures here. Uh, there are a lot of people that have talked about meekness, and they each define it in their own way. For instance, there's this man, Warren Wisby, if you've heard of him, a great man of God. He said, meekness is power under control. Meekness is power under control. And then the others too that say meekness is strength and power under control of Christ. So that means me surrendering myself to Christ and asking him to fill me up and make me what he wants me to be is meekness. So Jesus used himself as an example. And that's when he talked to them, he said, learn, learn from me, for I am what? Meek and lowliness in spirit. So if we are children of God, if we are disciples, or we are people that are trying to do something, then meekness should be the embodiment of things that we will seek. Not just, you know, just say it. You know, so I'll be talking about that, and I'll talk about people in the scripture, in the Bible, that God himself said, 
this person is very humble. This is, there's some meekness in him. And there are people too that God disliked because of their arrogance, pride, and all those stuff. We'll be, we'll be talking about those people and see how, you know, we can compare our lives to them. Like I said, this is just a reminder. Uh, it's, it's something we already know. But most of the times, as children of God, it is good for us to get reminders. Because as we worship God, as we learn to walk with God, you know, sometimes there are some things that we might eh, forget to do or maybe because of the pressures of life and so many things, we tend to just neglect. So when it comes to times like this, we just remind ourselves that it is very important to Christ. And if, if we are learning to be his disciples, or we are his disciples, then that has to be uh, our ultimate attention. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Matthew eleven twenty-nine. 29. We are going to read what uh, Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Ah, do you see there? Okay, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly. So meekness, sometimes, you know, when you're reading the scripture, please leave it there. You're reading the scripture, you will find it, you know, certain words that are attached with loneliness in, you know, heart, gentle, You'll find righteousness, you know, th those words are sometimes attached to meekness when it comes to that. But this is what Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So people of God, we are to learn from Jesus. What are we supposed to learn from him? Now you look at it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Said everything everything right so the bible said jesus was god but then what did he do he took upon himself like a man you know a servant heart and then came to die for us when you look at that why jesus was walking on this earth everything he does he used the word not i by the Father. I hear what the Father does and I do. I hear what the Father says. So, in a sense, he was submitting himself. That meekness was being seen in him because he wasn't doing everything on his own. It was whatever the Father told him to do. So, meekness is surrender. Right? Meekness is surrender. So Jesus said, take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find, I like that, the last part, and you will find rest for your souls. Who wants rest for their souls? I do. I just want my soul to just sit under the shadow of the Almighty and experience who he is. 
you know, the peace and the joy that comes from him. I want to know it and have it. But Jesus said, if I want that, then I have to learn from him. Then I have to take it from him. All right. So that's one benefit of, you know, meekness. You will find rest for your soul. I was going to go there, but, you know, uh, I will just move on. This man also said this. I like him, Andrew Murray, you know, that South African preacher. Um, he has written a lot of books and did so much, you know, for the kingdom of God. And so I read him I read his books from time to time. He said this. Christ is the humility of God embodied in human nature. The eternal love humbling itself, clothed itself in the garb of meekness and gentleness to win self and save us. You see, this man understood what it means to be meek before God. Of all that he had, the popularity and everything, he understood that nothing that he had was done by his own ability. But it was because God gave him that chance. God gave it to him. How many of us want to be around humble people? Ah, it seems like all of us. Arrogant people. No. Right? Yeah, because it dispels. It, it just doesn't seem right. All right. We already said that, you know, it's the power and the control. So let's move on. Jesus explained to these people the, the, the sermon that he gave and the Beatitudes, you know, he, he was specifically speaking to them to understand who he is. If you are going to be my disciple, then this is what you are supposed to do. Most of the time we do pray that God help us, God do this, God do that. We forget that, you know, <laughs> if we want to receive the goodness, the power of God, it has to be out of a place of surrender. Out of a place of surrender. So we can do all we want if our heart is not there. If we have not accepted that surrender, if we not put ourselves there, we will not experience that um, power. When you read Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, I didn't give it to them, so I'm just rushing through. It talks about the fruit of the spirits. Meekness is also a fruit of the spirit. So when we learn all this fruit, you know, long-suffering, patience, and all this stuff, we have to understand that of all the fruit of the Spirit, there's one that Jesus spoke about, and that is meekness. So that means in the sight of God, it is very important that as his disciple, 
we learn to do that. How do we learn to have meekness? Because, you know, with our very nature, it, it, sometimes it goes against the word of God or the things of God. And so how do we experience, how do we have this meekness? By going to God first. We have to go to him and present our hearts to him. Our minds to him. And ask him to help. And that is the only way he will help. You know, when I first came to America, <laughs> uh, I go to, you know, I went to some places and whenever I'm talking, sometimes I will hear, oh, you, you are very bashful. I did not understand what that word meant. Bashful. You know, you are shy, you are this. And they say all these things, you know, to me. And I got confused. That what are they trying to tell me? That I have to be arrogant. I have to be prideful. I didn't know. But then I started seeking God. Maybe they saw something. And they thought that was considered, you know, as the opposite of meekness, of being humble. So meekness is not weakness. Do you understand that? Meekness is not weakness. But the society that we live in, if you are humble, it is perceived <laughs> as weakness. Because... If I step on your toe and you don't step back, then maybe you are not, you know, strong enough. But if you step back in terms of what society thinks, oh, this person is strong, it's very aggressive. That is what society wants. That's why earlier on when I said in the face of insults or injury, so you look at the life of Christ, what he went through in the face of the insults and everything, he still demonstrated that meekness. He did not fight back. So meekness is not us fighting back in a way of showing ourselves, proving ourselves to somebody, but in a sense, giving it all to God. Giving it all to Christ. And that is what Jesus expects us to have. To be humble. To give it all to him. So if I'm having issues with my spouse. Or if I'm having issues with a co-worker. I should learn to give it all to who? Christ. By demonstrating the meekness. Give it to him. Paul said one thing. He said, I tend to forget about the past <laughs> and press on towards goal. As a matter of fact, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, one of the benefits, um, do you have it? Philippians 2, 3. Uh, hopefully, I gave you the right scripture here. 
So is there benefits um, of being meek? I will just leave it up to the church. If you have something to say, I'll give you the microphone. I like to do this. Is there benefits to being meek? Meekness. Well, if you want to say it, I'll bring the microphone to you. We are all doing this together. All right, sir. We are having church here, right? All of us. Just was reminded of the scripture, God resists the proud. Thank you. You don't want God to resist you. There you go. There you go. Anybody else? Sure. All right. You just pass it around. Let's do church here. All of us. In your meekness, God is glorified because um, he's shown through you. So um, it allows him to put you in places that maybe other people would say it's impossible for them to be there because they know it's not in your capability. But the fact that God's putting you there, there must be something God is glorifying himself through in you. Uh, Matthew 5 5 said, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Amen. Thank you. It was yes. right here. You got to it. You got it, brother. Yes. You see? Yeah. Blessed are the meek, for they will what? Inherit. So if I want to inherit, and that's why that guy in the video, you know, he said, <laughs> that is the one that he was dwelling on, because he wanted to inherit the, he wanted to inherit the earth, right? And he was maybe thinking about all the, the stuff that comes with living, you know, big mansions, or maybe that is what he was thinking. But Jesus probably meant something different. You know, and that's what he said, my yoke on you, for that will give you rest for your soul. Right? That is it. So she said the benefits, yeah. So people, let's learn to be humble. It pays. If you read Numbers chapter 12, I just want to make sure I quote, yeah, verse 3. There's someone in the Bible that God himself said this person is very humble. You know, for God to say that to somebody, that means the person had really lived a life that God is pleased with it. So you do, when you read that, it talks about Moses. God himself said, Moses, there is nobody on earth that is so humble like my servant Moses. During that time, when God said that, it was because Moses' sister and his brother, Miriam, Aaron, were just murmuring, you have gone to marry an Ethiopian woman. Ethiopian woman, are you the only one that God speaks to? So in their mind, God speaks to them too. And that frustrated God. I don't know if I want to use anger. Maybe. And he said, he called them to the tabernacle and said, if I want to speak to a servant, 
Somebody I've called, I speak to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But my servant Moses, ha, you got it. But my servant Moses, I will speak to him by mouth. I will speak to him face to face. Because he is very humble. He's very meek. There's no man on earth that is as meek as him. So God has to fight Moses' battle for him. He didn't have to. Because when they were doing all this stuff, he was just standing there, right? He would have said, excuse me. Let me tell you. I am the boss here. I'm the one God called to lead these people. So you have no right to come and tell me what I should do or what I shouldn't do. But he did not. Because of the meekness in him, God himself has to fight his battles for him. Do you know what meekness does? Yeah. God will fight your battles for you. You don't have to fight it on your own. You see, in our own human nature, we want to sometimes prove something. I will show him. I will show her. What are you going to show? What do you want to show? See, in our mind, we get so, this, we get so big that we want to do this. We want to do that. But we forget that if we are learning to be a disciples of Christ, then he said, learn of me or learn from me. Then, of all that he went through, now you imagine being God yourself, you come down and people spitting on you. Physician, heal yourself. Didn't he have power to do it? He had power to do all things, but then what did he do? Because of that embodiment of that meekness, even to the point of the cross. How many times do we get insults from somebody and write back? We want to show them who, where the power lies. <laughs> yeah. I will make you know that it is me. Uh-uh. Let Christ fight your battle for you. One benefit of being meek. He will be there. And he did, God did that for Moses. And after that, what happened to Miriam? Some kind of disease. Leprosy came over her. And if I was Moses, I would be jumping around. <laughs> yes. You open your mouth to do this and look at what has come on you. But what did he do? Oh God, have mercy. Hmm? Have mercy on her. Have mercy on Aaron. This is meekness. <laughs> uh, beloved, are we getting somewhere? Yes. yes. This is what God expects from us. Being meek. Ah. Meekness helps us to forbear one another. Uh, I had a scripture here. Let me see if I can find it. It's getting to the point I need to start using, you know. But it's okay. 
maybe I can find it. If I don't find it, it's a... <laughs> I don't even know. It is... All right. I guess I, I wrote it somewhere. I don't know. But let's move on. Uh, it, it will come. I'll, 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 I'll bring it. Now, it's talking about that when we are meek, we are able to forbear each other. So when we see, when we have this spirit of meekness in us, what somebody is doing to me does not bother me. I'm able to deal with the nuisance because I have clothed myself in him, Christ Jesus. And that is what Paul said too. He said that he may know the power of God. He forsook all things, put all things behind so that he may win. So, so meekness, um, this man here, uh, John Hagee, if uh, you've heard of him, yeah, he said something too about meekness. Uh, he said meekness helps us to know the power of God on our lives. Meekness helps us to know the power of God. It helps us to receive from God. And that is why Jesus stressed on that. Because that was his very nature. And if we are to be called disciples of Christ, let's learn to have this. Now it's my prayer that, you know, as we learn to seek him, he will reveal to us areas of our lives that we need to submit to him. That we need to have that meekness. Because without it, we can never move on and live a life that is uh, worthy of Christ. Meekness help us to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. That is the Philippians 3.10. It, it enables us to be led by the Spirit of God. It enables us to be left by the Spirit of God. If we want to know the power of God, if we want to live the life that is worthy of Christ, then we have to take the very nature of Christ. And that's why he said, that, learn of me. He didn't say learn of me because I know how to speak. Or learn of me because I know how to heal. Learn of me because I know how to deliver. He said, learn of me or learn from me because I am what? Meek and lowliness of heart. So this is very important. We want to have the power to heal. We want to have the power to deliver. We want to have the power to do all this. Jesus said the first thing is learn from him. Humility. So my prayer is that as we meditate on this, as we think about it, is that he will just show us areas of our life that we have to bring to him in submission. Have to understand that meekness is also submitting to the power of God. 
when we submit to him and we are asking him to give us that meekness, he's able to do it exceedingly. See, the, 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 the thing is, we don't go to him and submit things to him. We don't go to him and talk to him about things. We tend to want to do it in our own. And that's why I said in this society that we live in, because of the aggressive nature and then the mindset of self-centeredness that the society is selling to us, it is easy that you want to just be, you know, you want it to be just all about you. But the Bible talks about Jesus even humble himself even to the point of death. So society's words and the things that they say or do that expect us to do, most of the times go against the word of God. And so if I want to live as his disciple, then I have to examine what society is telling me, what is going on, and what the scripture is saying. And see where we have to be. It is important to know and live a life that Christ won. Paul did it. Peter did it. All these people that work with Jesus, they did it. So that means there is that power to do it. We can do it. We can seek him and ask for that spirit of meekness. Uh, many a times, you know, we tend to think that it's the Bible. Oh, the Bible time, they did it because they were working with Jesus. Or because Jesus gave them a special call. No. We are his disciples too. And if we are, then the power is there. And the Bible says, if the spirit of the Lord that lives in you, if that same spirit can also do what? Quicken your mother body. The spirit that raised Jesus from death. The spirit that gave him the strength to walk in that kind of humility is the same spirit that now lives in us. The embodiment of who Christ is lives in us. So that means we are able to do it if we will go to him. Would you take a few minutes? I'm bringing it to a close. And just ask God, what areas of your life? Just ask, you know, how, how, how do things affect you? Even in the home, you, your spouse, your children, your co-workers, students, wherever you are, how does things easily get to you? We looked at the Greek meaning, it's talking about, you know, bringing everything in control, even insults and injury, even when things are not going that way. How do we submit to God? Can you take a few minutes and go before him? We all have to present our heart to God. The Bible says we should work our own salvation with fear and trembling. That means we all have to go to him and show him, Lord, show me. David did that. <laughs> you read the scripture and the Bible said David was a man after God's own heart. Why? David was humble. Because in him, he always went to God and said, Search my heart, O God, if there is any sin, if there is anything in me. That is not right. That is not worthy of you. That's standing away of your things. Search me. Can we do that? Ask him to search us.
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cedarhousechurch.com.